Let's celebrate the reading for the Advent candle of peace. How shall we pray? How shall we rejoice? How shall we experience God in new ways? Here we come and stay. Here we join together with one voice. Here we come to be amazed and to gaze. As we light the fourth candle of Advent, the candle of peace, we take time to reflect on God's light shining in the world and pause to feel Christ's peace seeping into our bones. Our comfort rests in you, O Lord. Our peace resides in you. Remind us of your promise proclaimed through the prophet Isaiah that when your glory is revealed, everyone will see it together. Bless us with your peace this day that that light of your hope and love will amaze us once more. In your son's precious name we pray. Amen. Do I stress you out? My sweater is on backwards and inside out And you say how appropriate
petrified of silence Here can you handle this? Did you think about your bills, your ex, your deadlines? Or when you think you're gonna die? Or did you long for the next distraction? Let's join together in prayer. Precious and loving God, we thank your presence wherever we are. Whether it be the beauty of a park or at home in our living rooms or in an office, precious God, we thank you for all the places you dwell with us and the peace you bring with us. Peace is not always peaceful. Sometimes that we journey through the valley of the shadow of death to sit at the table beside still waters and there's times in our lives that this journey through the valley of the shadow of death makes our presence at the table beside still waters that much more meaningful. Precious God, be with us today in this conversation as we celebrate the candle of peace, as we celebrate the birth of the Savior. In your Son's precious and loving name I pray. Amen. Today's video is going to serve two purposes. Today is the fourth candle of advent and many of you who go to worship centers who have liturgical practices went to a morning service today and you lit the fourth candle of advent which is for me the candle of peace and then this evening many of you will go back to uh, liturgical settings and light the candle of Christ the Christ candle within your settings for um, uh, the candle of, uh, of Christmas Eve, the Christ candle. So whichever candle that you've lit and you have lit today, today in this conversation, I want to speak with you about joy. As we move into this conversation, I want us to think about the journeys that we go on in our lives. And before I say anything, here comes my preface and I always send this preface out when I make statements like I'm about to make. I do not believe, I do not believe, and three times to make for certain that I am heard, I do not believe that God makes bad things happen for us to grow, but I do believe that we can grow through moments of dealing with bad things. 
I want to hold that narrative today, though, because I want to look at, again, I do not believe, I do not believe, I do not believe God makes bad things happen for us to grow. But I do believe we have the ability to grow when we deal with bad things in our lives. I want to use a narrative. Uh, I've picked this song today, this Alanis Morissette song. And if you notice the last few weeks, I very intentionally have used Alanis Morissette and I have very intentionally had this narrative of how our pros and our cons, our goods and our bads, they intertwine with each other. We live in lives that we have to strive to find, strive to find a coexistence between our frustrations and our limitations and our growths and our victories. Because when we can find the skillful balance between that coexistence, the co the balance, the coexistence between the good and the bad, we can find the place where Christ dwells. And that's what I want to look at today with this candle of peace. I want to celebrate with you in this candle of peace, the reality that we do live lives that are affected or changed or transformed because of the reality of lament. Now, that's why I picked this Alanis Morissette song. Many of you watched this video today and you asked the question, I wonder what's wrong with the pastor this week. But, I, now, but I'm going to give you an explanation in this conversation today and then I want you to go back and listen to the song again. The song is called What I Really Want. And in many lives, we deal with our own personal journeys of lament. We journey with others through their journey through lament. If you look at the book of Psalms, there are songs of praise. There are songs of the kingdomness of God. And there's this big bulk of scripture in the Psalms that are Psalms of lament. So even scripture deals with this reality that sometimes life's going to be hard. Sometimes life is going to be a challenge. There are going to be times in our lives that we are going to want to scream at the top of our lungs through frustration and anxiety, just, just an anger of everything that's going on. And God knows that. God knew it in the Old Testament. God knows it in the New Testament. And God has dealt with, dealt with that through our journey. So I picked this song today of my dear, screamy, favorite pop singer, Alanis Morissette. Because if you listen to the song, if you go back and listen to it after this conversation today, you are going to hear a conversation going on of a person screaming about what's bothering them. You're going to hear a conversation in this song about a person yelling and screaming about things that they desire for their lives. You're going to hear in the lyrics of this song an individual that is yelling and screaming, that is longing for a presence, longing for a relationship, longing for some kind of a connection to anything that can produce a level of peace. That's what I want to talk about today. That's why I picked that song. So now go back to it and hear it again. 
and listen to it with the ears of lament. Lament. I had a way I was going to talk about this sermon, but God just gave me another idea, so I'm going to ride with it. Everything that comes next is going to be pontification on a thought that God just shoved in my mind. We are all on Advent journeys, and this is the last candle before we light the Christ candle. And within this conversation, we're also going to talk about lighting the Christ candle in this conversation. And we're all on Advent journeys. We, we started at some place that we had limited understanding. It's sort of like provenient grace that way. We all started in a place that we had limited understanding. We watched things that confused us. We heard loud noises that befuddled us. We didn't even know our names. We couldn't proclaim our own identities. When we could learn to run and walk and speak, we still had to deal with some perplexities of understanding. And we needed to go on a journey to learn, a journey of provenient grace. And when many of us, when we started this journey, we started it with great fear. I, I think about my personal journey of uh, my beginning of my educational growth. And I remember, Way back in preschool, and I, I don't even need my mom to tell me these stories. I remember not wanting my mom to leave me at preschool. There was a fear that existed. I, I fought and I kicked and I screamed and I cried so that my mom wouldn't leave me, that I could be with my parents in some way, shape, or form instead of going to this preschool. There was a great amount of fear that existed and I didn't see the hopeful future that laid before me it's one of the things I love about the beginning of the advent journey that I follow is I begin to express this narrative of hope as the first candle and one of the first things I needed on my growth process way back in preschool was I needed to see there is a place and an opportunity of growth for this very perplexing adventure that lied before me. And even though that I started that journey with great laments, there was hope that was about to form. I remember the first time that I didn't kick and scream and I just stayed. And I became more comfortable with the preschool. I remember, I remember it to this day being a big deal in the classroom that I, I stayed without crying and I was ready for the, the new day. And that was a great journey, but it did not mean that the journey stopped being scary. And I think about the candle of hope. You know, that journey continued year after year in school and I continually tried to figure out things about myself and try to discover and learn more about myself because as I began to learn more about me in this journey, I began to see how hope could grow because the more that we understand the journey, the more we get out of it. And the more that we participate in the journey, the more that we can grow from it and discover new and exciting things through it. One of the first new and exciting things that I learned in my journey, my advent journey of growing into hope was beginning to make new friends. And I had a un unique 
opportunity in my life when it, we we live in a more transient society now and it's it's become less common for an individual to start in preschool in a school district and also graduate from it anymore uh one of the real blessings as a united methodist minister that i have been able to give my oldest child was my oldest child started in a school district graduated from that school district had friends all along the way now my youngest still has some educational journey and as we as united methodist pastors know our contracts are year to year so um i don't i i don't know that that the youngest will have that same journey but there's some hope in it because there's only three years left to go but I had I had the opportunity to to begin friendships that lasted 13 years, kindergarten through 12th grade, and through these relationships, I began to see hope a little bit deeper. I began to find myself in the journey with others. It's one of the liturgical things that I love about our Advent journey is it's a journey that we're not going on on ourselves. Sure, we have personal devotions that we do every day. We have personal interactions that we go through every day, but we also share it communally and we share it with the lighting of the Advent candle. And the more that we share these journeys and share these conversations and even share the personal information that we gain and even, even our personal studies, we grow more, we transform more. And it's through the sharing of that we find a deeper passion for it which for me leads to the next candle that I celebrate in my Advent journey. Now, I know that this isn't liturgically correct, I know, but for me, I always celebrate the second candle as a candle of love, where liturgically it is the candle of peace. But I, I celebrate it as a candle of love, and here's why. In my life's journey, I began to build relationships and relationship begins common understandings. I, I developed a friendship with a, a, a friend in my fifth grade year of school that lasted through graduation and even into my first two years of college, the, this lasting friendship. And as we began to build these communal relationships, we begin to learn how that we don't deal with the lament on our own. Where once upon a time, as I shared with you, my preschool journey was a lament-filled uh, kicking back of fear because I didn't know what I would do. I didn't know who I would be with through the day. Then that lament-filled fear was replaced with hope. And then developing friendships through school that hope developed community and that's what i use for this love candle love has different things and and for me it's not an eros love that i'm proclaiming but it's filio the brotherly love my my brother and i i definitely had a brother who i developed a friendship with in my fifth grade year and and stuck with this friend through graduation and when I started building these relationships, it made things a lot easier. The lament-filled journey became easier to deal with. It didn't stop the lament. 
It didn't stop me kicking and screaming at times from frustration of how things were. I definitely, it didn't make me, make it easier for me to go to school and learn because I still had to deal with the lament of some uh, educational delays that I deal with. And it, but the, the community, the, the friendship, the, the brotherly love, the Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love, the brotherly love that I've, I, I found made going to school tolerable. And it made it a lot easier to deal with the lament because I had something to look forward to. Now, my educational process did begin to shift when I found a love for a talent and a skill that exists in my life. And that kind of moves into Wesley's second understanding of grace, which is um, justifying grace or the grace that we interact with. Fifth grade year school, I began to have an understanding of music and began to have a really deep love for music. That music that love for music developed into me actually having something to look forward to that wasn't just a friend that I was going to hang out with in, in class. It became something for me to look forward to that just wasn't just someone to joke around with. It was actually something that was connected to an educational process, a growing point and when I could move through the lament-filled worries of learning with something that I could have a, a passionate interaction with, then I could have this intentional interaction with the journey and the lament of my educational learning struggles became a little bit easier to deal with. I kind of had a boost in the grades with my love of music and the boosting my grades with athletics and my grades started to look better which helped me deal with even further some lament-filled moments of of struggles of maybe not doing so well in English but all these things the journey towards that moment of love helped me move forward in my advent journey of living so we start out with that burst of hope that helped me stay without crying. We move into that burst of hope that helps me enjoy going. And then when you begin to enjoy going, you begin to love it. Uh, you begin to find a passion in it. That's why my liturgical uh, calendar always moves into joy. Uh, because when you love something, you find joy in it. There's a passion that begins festering with it. And as we continue to look at John Wesley's understanding of justifying grace, it gives me more reasons to interact with it. I am striving to interact with it. And I, I began to have some really great moments, um, great moments of friendships that developed within band and choir. Uh, again, the brother that that was my first real true friend through my educational journey. And there's this passion that begins to grow. And when we have a passion in something, the laments are not as scary. The laments don't have as much strength. The, la the laments are not as overpowering. And when we get this passion, it 
it changes the world as it changes everything for the so much better and it gives us an idea that we can actually have a future you know I, I i dealt with this educational journey that i did not think that college was something that was made for me but then i found music and then i had something i wanted to study in college and now i have this um this worthless piece of paper that hangs on my wall that's a music degree but I, I I still use music off and on, but I'm not the music teacher that I was striving to be. Because, here's the beauty of it, when we find joy and passion in something, we actually see there's possibilities to go other ways, and those possibilities of going other ways really deeply inspired me to become involved. You know, I went to school to study music because I wanted to be a music teacher, and the reason I wanted to be a music teacher was because I wanted to give an individual the opportunity to find the motivation that I found when I found music. I wanted to be a source, a motivation source that inspired someone else to find a place of passion in their lives, to see potential in their lives. So I wanted to be a motivator as a as a choir director and God said okay you got it you're gonna be a motivator but put on your seatbelt it ain't gonna look anything like you're expecting and man did it ever you know I'm in college I, I, I am inspired to try college because of a passion of music and then I become the program director director in our Christian student union I I began to take these summer jobs as a summer youth worker at different churches, and I start to develop these relationships even further. I start to develop relationships even deeper, and relationships that I wanted once upon a time to be a person that inspired people to find the best in themselves and to see hopes in themselves, and I, I did. And sometimes it was actually with music, but the bulk of it, it was actually spending time to be with people and to have conversations with them and it opened the door to the chair i'm sitting in today becoming a youth director becoming um, a program director becoming an associate pastor and then i'm sitting here because once upon a time there was a hope that made me want to stay once upon a time there was a love that made it more fun to to hang around and then there was a joy that sparked a passion. And then that passion sparked direction. And that's what I think about when I finally get to this peace candle. You know, I've tried to lace the lament through this. Lament exists everywhere. We have shortfalls. We have shortcomings. We stumble along the way. But it's the hope that keeps us going. It's the love that makes it worthwhile. It's the joy that inspires us to keep pushing. And then when we get to this place of peace that we finally realize, hey, this is how it makes me who I am. And then, again, God doesn't make bad things happen so that we can grow, but we can grow as we deal with the bad things that happen. We get to these moments of peace that we we find that hope has grown into love and love has grown into passion and it's that hope, love, and passion that gives us peace when lament is just dark and scary. 
one lament is loud and abrupt, abrupting. And I sit here very peaceful today. I sit here in a way that I, I never thought I'd be able to. I sit here with this idea of peace that exists outside of anything that I've ever understood because I've been willing to go on an advent journey of my being. And that advent journey of my being has helped me find hope, let that hope grow into love, let that love grow into a passion, and let that passion to become a peace. And then we get to this place of what John Wesley called sanctifying grace, and it's the lighting of the Christ candle. It's a realization of who we've been walking with. It's a realization of who's been holding our hand the entire way. That spirit that's been outside of us trying to pull us to our next stop. That spirit that thrives outside of us to point us to a new way and a new place. And a moment of celebration of being able to say thank you. Because when we can say thank you. And find that gratitude of thanks. Lament loses all of its power altogether. So now that I've had this conversation with you. I want you to go back and listen to my lovely friend Alanis Morissette. And I want you to hear this song again. And I want you to hear this song with the ears of a journey that travels through lament. The Advent journey. And I want you to discover your places of hope. Discover your places of love. Thrive in your places of joy. Be in the places of peace. And remember the one that has walked with you all the way through to get to this moment. Thank you for listening to this conversation. My name is the Reverend Michael Drew Davis. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. God is love. God is joy. God is hope. And God is peace. Amen.